up. He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is Cats at Night, John Katsimatidis. This is the number one show at uh, 5 o'clock. And and we have a dynamite show today. And uh, uh, this is a TriCast uh, led by WABC 770. Uh, we have 9.70 a.m. The Answer and WLIR and a lot of breaking news, a lot of things happening today uh, in the studio with us. We have a Common Sense Democrat, Judge Richard Weinberg, Common Sense Republican, uh, Ed Cox. Uh, right here. Uh, yeah, well, for first son-in-law. <laughs> uh, I will tell you what that means. And, and he has some breaking news. Governor David Patterson, governor, and... The former uh, ambassador and consul general in New York from Canada. We have John Prado. Welcome, all guys. Common sense Canadian. A common sense Canadian. And Lydia Serrani, my sidekick and uh, right hand. We've got some great news coming up. Uh, an exclusive report, of course. Ed Cox will be a part of it, along with John Fassel. They are the attorneys who fought the redistricting. So exclusive details coming up on that. You heard Bob Brown talk about it. And then we'll also be speaking with U.S. Senator Dan Sullivan about the strategic oil reserve, this whole plan by the White House to bring the oil prices down. Then we talk to Lon Augustenberg. He's a longtime CIA station manager in Russia. And, of course, he'll be talking about Putin. Tom Harris is up next. He is the acting president and CEO of the Times Square Alliance, Stephen Ide, and then we end the show with Frank Morano. Probably some little aliens are going to come and attack us, right, John? Do-do-do-do. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, is, the, is, the, is the senator on? We're still waiting for the senator. Okay. We're still, we're still waiting for the senator, so why don't we... Do you want to go to that breaking news that we talked about well, earlier? Uh, Ed Cox, you want to start to talk about it, or should we get John Let, Faso? Let's wait till... Uh, can we get John Faso on the phone? Ed Cox and uh, Ed Cox and John Fosso, tell tell us you were co counsel. No, they were the brain trust to the whole. Tell us about it. Ed. Yeah, look, we, 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 got, we got a great team. that has been working on this for two years. Uh, we had to litigate to make sure that the legislature actually funded the independent redistricting commission. This is all about redistricting. And the question is, there are super majorities for Democrats in both houses of legislature, and they want to hold on to that for the next decade. So it's a one-party state, and we know what that means. Power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And we need that. We need to have make sure that we have fair districts and fair races here in New York. And we're trying to get John Fasso on. He has the actual court papers and what they say, and to get on. Any response from uh, the other side? Uh, uh, Governor Patterson, the ex uh, uh, DNC uh, or his state chairman, state, state chairman, state chairman uh, governor, state governor. I have no comment. No comment. <laughs> I understand. No, actually, uh, yes, go ahead, go. I always thought that there were times that the redistricting went too far. Uh, I sued on the same point back in 2003 and lost. And so in spite of the fact that the other side is now sued, uh, basically saying the same thing I was saying, uh, I feel vindicated. You were right. Well, it looks like like it's been a bad day in Albany because the lawmakers are set to miss the state budget deadline because they're still going back and forth. But we do have our first guest on the line right now. We have U.S. Senator Dan Sullivan of Alaska. Hello, Senator Sullivan. 
Hey, Leah, how you doing? Great to be back on the show. Hello, John and uh, Judge, everybody, Governor. Great to be on the show. And again. we also have a special guest. We have uh, John Prado, who was Consul General in New York uh, and ambassador to a few countries uh, for Canada. And he is very sensitive to oil and what's going on in Canada. So, uh, Senator, where do you want to start on oil? I mean, uh, lots of things are happening. Well, look, uh, John, great to be on the show again. I'll just start with this, right? Uh, President Biden, who from day one tried to keep a campaign promise, remember what he said when he was on the campaign trail, he said, I promise, I guarantee we're going to fuels. That's what he said. And um, so now you have this crazy policy today where he said uh, he's going to re- release oil out of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Here's my message for the president. Mr. President, we have a much better Strategic Petroleum Reserve that you need to tap. It's called the state of Alaska. And you got to get your boot off our neck so we can produce oil and gas for the American people. That's where we need to begin, not some kind of window dressing that's not going to help at the end of the day. And, and John Prado, how many uh, barrels of oil does Canada have? So Canada has the third largest reserves in the world. It's approximately 180 billion barrels of oil. So there's plenty of oil in North America. The truth is America needs Canadian oil and Canada needs American oil. It goes back and forth between the borders because there's different types of oils in each country. But the announcement today I think is very, very bad news. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve was developed for America's national security. It's there for two reasons. One, in case of war, but also when there are disruptions because of hurricanes, right? And we need the flow of oil. So to take out a million barrels a day and do it for six months, 180 days, weakens America's national interest. And I'm all about America's national interest. You know me for many years. So, you know, Senator Sullivan, I saw you on TV uh, I believe it was on CNBC, articulate so well the need to develop America's energy and to develop also Canadian energy. Together, we can, we can work to make the continent strong, create jobs, stop sending money to overseas dictators that don't like us, and at the same time, strengthen the North American economy. Yeah, John, I couldn't agree more, and... You know, the the whole point here is from day one, day one, this administration has been focused on stopping the production of American energy, killing critical infrastructure for energy, particularly Keystone XL. And you are exactly right, John, about uh, energy going up and down between the United States and Canada. North America has to be the key energy producer for the world in this one, which is um, woke and weak financial institutions on Wall Street <laughs> being pushed by guys like John Kerry are being told not to invest in American energy. It is crazy. Unfortunately, we have some not just federal regulators who want to stop the financing of American energy, but we have, from my view, some very woke, weak Wall Street leaders who um, – you know, would rather invest in China, propping up dictators in China, 
rather than investing in American energy in places uh, Senator, like Alaska. Makes no sense. That makes no sense at all. North America could be uh, energy free. Uh, Senator, there was some breaking news uh, before. Uh, Miranda Lydia, Devine of the New York Post. She was on Fox Business. And we Business. haven't verified it yet, but. Yeah, well, read, what, it, read it to the right. senator in our This is what Miranda Devine is alleging. She's claiming that Hunter Biden put Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin together to make an oil deal and that Hunter's partner was arrested at the airport regarding some other money laundering charges. And she suggests that Republicans should start throwing the word impeach around like Biden and the Democrats did to but Trump when, and the Republicans. When was he arrested? Is this an old report or is this just arrested today? Uh, I I don't know exactly all the details. We're trying to actually We're get Miranda Devine the on the line to see what what uh, proof that she has to verify. But she was also the one that brought out the the laptop. A lot of people are now wondering: Could the Biden administration be compromised? Because, like John Katzmatidis always says, every every move he makes, America loses, and somebody else, our adversary, seems to be winning. Well, look, I, I this is the first I've heard of that report, but I will it tell you just, this: just this afternoon. Oh, I yeah, I've not heard anything about that. But um, I will tell you this to the context of what the report is referencing. We know that Xi Jinping and Putin are working together all the time. And what I've been referring to and John, I think I mentioned it on your show several months ago. We're in this new era of authoritarian aggression led by Xi Jinping and Putin. Obviously, you're seeing it. In Ukraine, this brutal invasion, which is just horrendous, but you're seeing it with Xi Jinping as well. And back to the ambassador's point, one of our great strengths as a nation to deal with these dictators is our energy independence, is our resources, is our incredible abundance. And I agree, it's not just America, it's our good ally in Canada, whether it's critical minerals whether it's oil and gas, in this administration from day one has been trying to undermine it. It makes absolutely no sense. The results are predictable. Higher costs for working families at the pump, uh, energy workers being laid off, and empowering adversaries like Putin. It has been a failed strategy, and it's undermining America's national security interests. Senator Sullivan, this is David Patterson. I have a very explicitly political question to ask you. No matter what President Biden promised his supporters when he got into office, when we started to have this problem with Russia, at this particular point, this was a golden opportunity for him to start to open up uh, our the oil that we can receive from Alaska and other places because no one would really oppose it right now because of the conflict with Russia. This would be easy to do this and at the same time drop the prices of oil and probably stave off some inflation all at once. But he doesn't do it. I want you guys to hear what Speaker Pelosi said just a short time ago. This is what she said regarding us being coming more energy independent again. But we cannot allow the fossil fuel industry to use this as an excuse to reverse everything we're doing to save the planet. Jeez Louise. On second will rise a half an inch, maybe. On second thought, Senator, she's you don't have to answer the, the question. <laughs> she's saving the planet. She's a superhero. Come on, well, guys. Can I make two points real quick? Governor, you so I wrote a letter with twenty three other Republican 
senators uh, right before Joe Biden's State of the Union address. And we mentioned exactly what you just said. We said with the brutal invasion of Ukraine by Russia, with this new era of authoritarian aggression by led by led by the two dictators, Putin and Xi Jinping. Mr. President, you need to make a course correction on energy. And here are 12 things that you can do tonight and announce in the State of the Union that will get us back to energy independence. The American people will fully support it. By the way, one of my 12 was to fire John Kerry, but I'm not sure they were going to do that. But anyway, <laughs> but here's the big thing, and, and, and I've been trying to emphasize this in a hearing just last week. When you look at emissions that have come from the United States since 2005 to present, we are the country that have, has reduced global uh, greenhouse gas emissions more than any other country by far in the world because of the revolution in natural gas production. So you can produce energy and at the same time dramatically reduce emissions. That is what we've done in the same period, 2005 to 2020. China, India, Russia, Iran have all gone through the roof in terms of emissions were the country that has reduced them more than anybody, including in, in Europe. So it's a win-win opportunity, national security, economic security, and the environment. Senator, you're absolutely right. It's John Prado. And people have to understand that both America and Canada can reduce the greenhouse gas intensity from each barrel of oil. We have strong environmental standards. We have strong labor standards. Do you think the rest of the world has the standards that we do in no these way. two nations? Not a chance. The other thing I would like to highlight is when he's releasing oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, he's releasing oil that was purchased below $30 a barrel. That oil will eventually have to be replaced to fill up the reserve again. Do you think it's going to be replaced at $30? It's going to be replaced at much, much higher costs to the fiscal treasury, and all Americans are going to be paying for that. Speaking of that, Senator uh, Richard Weinberg, did you know that in the uh, – Biden budget, they're proposing 11 new taxes on fossil fuels? Yeah, I mean, it's the same judge. I mean, it's it's whatever they can do to um, make it harder to produce energy. You know, I was uh, in, in uh, John, uh, you had mentioned I was on, you know, Squawk Box the other day, and they said, hey, well, what, Senator, then what do you think the energy sector needs? Like more tax breaks? I said, Here's the one thing the energy sector in America needs. Get the federal government's boot off the neck of the energy industry in Alaska and Texas and North Dakota. We can produce. We don't need anything. We just don't need to be blocked, which is what they're doing, to have pipelines and infrastructure shut down and to have our financial institutions pressured by John Kerry and Gina McCarthy and others to not want to finance people who produce energy in our country. It just makes no sense. And Senator Ed Cox here, you have a beautiful pipeline that was built when you could build pipelines, the Alyeska pipeline. Two million barrels a day. Yeah. And it's it's not full at the moment. You, If you could drill up there, you bring up the oil, you can get it down to the lower 48. Ed, 100% right. And John, you're, you're, you're right. At one point, the 
Prudhoe Bay with the Trans-Alaska Pipeline at one point was producing 2.2 million barrels a day. Think about that. American energy produced and built by American workers with the highest environmental standards on the planet. And we could we have we have billions and billions of barrels still in Alaska and that pipeline now is uh you know one third or two thirds empty. So you don't need any new so, infrastructure. Senator, why to- are we making the Russians rich? Why are we making the the uh, OPEC zillionaires and Saudi Arabia zillionaires again? And now we even want to buy from Iran their oil or, or, or arrange for them to sell it and Venezuela. I mean, you can't make this up. John, it's unbelievable. What I've been saying to this administration, quit going around the world on your knees begging dictators for oil. We don't what like we you. need to do is produce it from our own country, with our own workers, with our own high environmental standards. And here's the big issue that's been going on. And I've been saying this, you know, quite some time. We all know what's really happening here. You heard it a little bit from Speaker Pelosi's comments. Joe, if you if you right now have Ukrainian grandmothers standing up to Russian tanks, you would at least expect Joe Biden to be able to stand up to the woke left of his own party, but he can't do it. And that's why they the won't question do it. Is, the question is, and I think that, uh, that there's also information that uh, uh, is, uh, is President Biden compromised. And uh, we had a... a a, uh, we, we talked about it yesterday. Uh, if his son, if his son is guilty, and I understand there's a grand jury sitting in Delaware, if his son is guilty, how many fathers would turn in their son? Right. I'm not. I wouldn't turn in my son. <laughs> Judge and Weinberg would protect their son. Right. I, I said yesterday, uh, ninety-nine point nine. I protect it. You protect your son. Ed Cox, would you protect your son? Not talking. All right. <laughs> no <Okay>. comment. <laughs> Spoken like a true attorney. He reserves the right to remain silent. You know, would you protect your three sons? They're, they're toddlers. I have to protect them. <laughs> I also have to bring up that Nancy Pelosi's husband bought $2.2 million, speaking of $2.2 million worth of uh, Tesla stock, 2,500 shares. So you can't when, help when but wonder. What, 30? You can't help but wonder what is really the motive here. Well, Senator Dan Sullivan, we want to have you back because this is these are good discussions, but we have some breaking news coming up in New York State. The redistricting uh, that the Democrats did has been thrown out, and um, we have some people that want to talk about it. And thank you, Senator, so much for doing what you're doing to to help uh, America, to help Alaska. Alaska, God bless uh, Alaska, God bless America, and God bless Canada, too. You know why Alaska and Canada are part, when we say America, they're part of North America. Well, hey, John, thanks very much. I look forward to being back on the show and keep up the great work. This energy issue, I'm telling you, it's turning. The average American, whether Democrat or Republican, knows we need to produce more oil and gas in our own country and quit begging dictators to produce it for us. It makes $110 a barrel. You know, you know, president Biden better realize soon that uh, the American people are not that stupid. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank you very much.